The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to the Folk Medicine Revival Academy, The Natural Way with Sandy Podcasts. Now, for today, I was wanting to cover what happens when spontaneous stress events occur that you really have no control over. And the reason for that, it is really quite topical. And also some of my listeners, as well as participants in the Folk Medicine Revival Academy, have also asked about what are some hints and tips for when life events take over, you have no control over them, nor is there really much control over outcomes. Of course, what they were referring to was the drought that many of us have gone through, and then leading into fires, the bushfires across the country, it almost seemed like Australia was all in flames, and then followed by weather events where flooding literally took place. And these sorts of events, you can be sitting at home, maybe watching TV, reading a book, or just generally going about your day, and all of a sudden an event takes place, such as car parks getting flooded, having an inability to be able to get home because the road is flooded or a bushfire is going through and you're stuck wherever you are. There are so many things that you need to do. Maybe you have appointments to keep. Maybe that there are other events that are taking place and you simply should be there, but destiny says you're not going to. And the normal reaction, and I really don't like using the word stress because it's a bit of a catch-all term, isn't it, really? So what does it literally mean? It means something different to everybody. So I would like to think about removing the word stress from our vocabulary and replacing it with a life event or life events, singular or plural, that you are dealing with. You see, if you identify with what it is that you are dealing with, invariably you can rationalise it and start asking yourself a few questions. But if you use the word stressed, your body is listening to every word you say. So as you use the word stress, you may find that your body all of a sudden starts to stiffen up and tighten up. Maybe your shoulders are riding up around your ears, the neck is getting stiff. Some people actually roll their toes inside their shoe, or they grip their hands and making a fist, or they pull their arms in against their body, or they hold their tummy muscles really tight. These are physiological automated responses when you say, I am stressed. However, if you say, I am dealing with a life event at the moment and I need to seek a solution, it really is that rational to start thinking along these lines because your body doesn't go into an automated response 
of tension. What happens is your body is waiting to see what you're going to do. Therefore, it becomes logical. It's a logical pathway to start thinking about speaking differently to yourself so your body can pick up on different cues and then physiologically and emotionally, so your physicality and your emotionality actually start to change and your body reacts differently. It responds in a more controlled way. So let's go back and look at these events that have been going around the country and you may be one of the unfortunate people who has had to deal with some of these life events the flooding, the fires, the getting caught up, not being able to get to your destination because of these real events that have been devastating for many. So let's think about what can you do at the time? You need to ask yourself this question, what can I do about the event So let's use the analogy of one of the people who listened to the podcast who sent in. They got stuck in an underground car park and the car was flooded and they couldn't get out because the automatic roller door had rolled down. The water wasn't filling up, it was actually passing through because the roller door had these vents through it. So, but the water was actually significantly deep to the point of coming up inside the vehicle. Well, the first thing, are you safe? So you need to get somewhere safe. Instead of going on, oh, this is terrible, I need to get to, this lady was supposed to get to a specialist appointment. Well, you just can't get to the specialist appointment. And it is perfectly forgivable because you can't get out anyway. But first of all, logically, we think about what do I need to look at at the moment? The first thing, safety. Then secondly, what can I do about the event to either change it or remove myself from it? This person could not do either. They could not remove themselves from it because they could not get out. But not only that, there was a huge storm and you wouldn't want to go out there anyway. So it was a matter of logically looking for a little higher ground and there were some steps up into the shopping centre. So several people had moved there into the higher ground. The next thing to start doing is actually not getting into panic mode and the, oh my God, what am I going to do? Think about the steps of what you can do and then rationalise it and stay focused on the moment. At the moment, am I safe? At this moment, can I do anything different to what I did in the previous moment? And that is the way to think about every life event. When I wrote the course Your Life, Your Journey, which is about to be launched in our Folk Medicine Revival Academy to teach you mindfulness practice and to teach you language and words to be using during times of when you are having confrontations, when you are having life events. One of the biggest things that I do teach in that course is to use a four-point plan when things are getting out of control. And I want to share that four-point plan with you at the moment being my podcast listeners. The four-point plan is in every event that you deal with, you stop, then you think, then you plan, and then and only then do you action. So stop, think, plan, 
and act. Often, the majority of people don't do the first one, stop. They just jump into action. So think about the incidences that have been going on around the country. How many of you have jumped into trying to do something? I've got to do something to try to fix it. Instead of rationally asking yourself, hang on a minute, let's just stop and think about what can I do? What should I do? What do I need to do? So that stop is one of the most powerful things that you can actually do. Because then you've got an opportunity to think rationally. And then you can put together a plan. Now in emergencies, you may have to think faster, but you still should use this plan, the Stop Think Plan Act. Now that's a little bit there about how to protect yourself, how to work with these devastating times that we have been dealing with or just life events that you're dealing with anyway. But there's some other things that I want to share with you that are so important at the moment and I really do want you to pass this information on to as many of your friends as possible who are in this situation. And I would suggest that the greater majority of Australians as they sit and they watch the news at night, if they do that, or listen to news on the radio, most people are feeling emotions about what's happening. There's an emotionality attached. And as that is happening to our body, our body is needing more fuel to be able to keep ahead of itself. So what I suggest is that you should start the day with a high-protein, low-fat food, to give the body some energy for cellular recovery and cellular balancing. Starting with cereals is really not the best thing to do. Um, Sure, there are cereals out there that have got protein in it, but really I like to see a high-protein, low-fat, a couple of boiled eggs as an example, a slice of toast, something along that line that is, it can be quick, it can be fast, but it is actually a great energy food. The other thing to think about also is apples are a wonderful energy food. If you find that with all of the things that are going on in your life, your energy is flagging, and more particularly flagging between 2 and 4 p.m., or you wake up between 2 and 4 a.m., then a really good thing to think about is you start to include more apples. Apples are a beautiful, nutritious food, and they will give you energy also, a fantastic combinations of minerals and nutrients that will come into your body. Just before we spoke about the value of eggs, and eggs are actually quite extraordinary because eggs are a great protein full of minerals and vitamins. But the other thing is that there's lecithin in actual eggs and that is very calming for the nervous system. So if we have an egg and lettuce sandwich, For lunch, as an example, lettuce has got nerve salts. The egg is protein with lecithin as well as minerals and vitamins. So these becomes powerhouses of nutrition to be bringing in in your food line. Instead of jumping for the pills and potions, um, dropping pills and capsules and paying an enormous amount of money, start thinking about trickle feeding food into your body during these times as well as all times really, but load up during the times that you may be under life challenges that are facing you. 
I can't stress enough the importance of bringing foods in that have got broad minerals and vitamins. And what I would like you to think about is if at lunchtime, say you're going to have a salad, start linking some protein with that salad and try to have as much variety as possible. So if you had, say, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, some beetroot, what about some chicken? There's a protein. What about some walnuts or pine nuts? There's a nice protein. What about some chickpeas? Nice protein. What about some mushroom? Great protein. Here you've now got four proteins coming in to that salad to energize the body and get you through that 2 to 4 p.m. slump when you start looking for the coffee and donut or the chocolate because your body is starting to flag and it's looking for these stimulating foods. But remember that sugar, chocolate, those sort of simple carbohydrates, they give you a temporary boost. But folks, it's really only temporary. It will sedate you at the end of the day. So look for lovely high protein, low fats. The other thing is hydration. Now, hydration is so important. I keep saying in so many podcasts about drinking water. And water is the key. Straight, common, garden variety water. Nothing flash or fancy. Nothing added. Straight water. Sip water regularly throughout the day. And the amount to have, unless you are directed medically not to, is to have 30 mils per one kilo of body weight to a maximum of three litres. So if you're 100 kilos, you would have three litres. If you're 110 kilos, you would have three litres. Varying from there, if you were 50 kilometres, 50 50 kilos, you would have 150 mils of water. But the idea is to sip it regularly throughout the day because the sipping regularly actually builds those cells and you're hydrating the body, which is so very important. So we have our hydration. We've brought some apples in. We're looking at quick transitory foods. We're looking at high protein, low fat, low carbohydrates, and they're simple carbs. Get rid of white flour products and sugars. Really look at getting in some complex carbs, being nice fruits and vegetables. Vary the protein into things like adding some nuts, maybe grated apple and some nuts with some yogurt. There's a couple of beautiful ways of having um, proteins coming in. So the more you're saying you're under the hammer, the more you might have used the word stressed before today, and hopefully you'll stop using the word stress and start thinking about that you're facing a life event. And facing that life event, you need to be fueled up. But don't be artificially fueled up with minerals, vitamins, and all of those sort of things in pills and potions. Look at fresh food. The fresher the food, the better. Now, the other thing also to think about is having a Mediterranean diet because the Mediterranean diet is really renowned for its its beautiful ability to have the body into a state of well-being recovery. Now, the, the basics to think about is the more colourful the food, the better it is for you, or the deeper colour, the blacks, like black uh, grapes as an example, having things like prunes, yet great antioxidants. But if you're looking at things like your chilli, your capsicums, you look at um, your, cap, your, your cabbages, you look at carrots, you look all the foods, look around and see the foods that jump out at you that are colourful. The more colourful those foods, the better. 
having deep sea fish such as mackerel and salmon coming into the diet two to three times a week. Again, the more you are facing life events, the more you need to have a better diet. But folks, isn't it true that when life events hit, you look for comfort foods because you're feeling so bad. You're feeling challenged. You feel bad. You really do feel as though, you know, the, the, the life event is so challenging that you just want comfort. So you'll reach for the simple carbohydrates. You'll reach for the takeaway. You'll reach for the fatty, greasy, sugary food because you feel as though you're comforted with it. Now, some people might say, well, no, they feel sick even at the thought of it. But the majority of people do look at comfort food, maybe a handful of chocolate or lollies or whatever. And psychologically, you say to yourself, I'm under so much stress, I need something like this to boost me up. Well, um, not really, because it is going to adversely affect you in the long term. So having covered all of this now, I do hope that there is enough information in this for you to be able to get an understanding about feeding the body nutritionally in order to be able to get through the times that you are challenged and having the mindset of doing the four-point plan to actually stop and think and plan and then act. So a stop, think, plan, act. As I said in the Folk Medicine Revival Academy in the Your Life, Your Journey course that will be coming up um, early Feb, we're hoping for at that date, is to really teach people about mindfulness practice without the guru stuff. Mindfulness the way that it should be taught, and that is without all the bells and whistles and guru status, firstly. Secondly, how to get your head around thinking differently, and you need to think differently before you can behave differently. And so that's why this particular course is going to be the next one launched. Um, it's. I'd just like to mention uh, and give a big thank you to the people who've purchased the Natural Medicine Business course to help natural medicine practitioners in the world of business to get more clients and because we need our practitioners out there to be able to be staying in business to deliver the wonderful services that they provide everybody. And lastly, I would also like to pass on my thanks to everybody who's listening to the podcast because we are up to over 2,000 followers now and that is just so wonderful. So please keep putting it out there. It's free information and it is really designed to be helping as many people out there with wellbeing recovery. So folks, until next time, please find happiness in every moment. Thank you for listening and just remember the podcasts are going to be fortnightly on the Wednesdays still but uh, once a fortnight, we're going to be doing them for this year. If you do have any that you want covered or um, any any information covered on the podcast, please don't hesitate to contact me. It's Sandy, S-A-N-D-I, at Sandy Rogers, that's R-O-G-E-R-S, dot com dot A-U. Once again, thank you for listening. It's a privilege to be here. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.